Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Now, Ananias, again, I want you to call your attention to this, like Philip, uh, was not an apostle. Now, Philip was a deacon to begin with, and God did make an evangelist out of him. But Ananias was not an evangelist. He was not a teacher. He was not a pastor. He was not a prophet. He was not an apostle, but a disciple. We would call him uh, uh, today a layman or a lay member. A disciple, really, the Greek word means a student, a learner, or a follower of the Lord. He was a follower of the Lord. Yet God used him. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue this series, How You Can Know the Will of God by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. Now, another illustration showing God's guidance through supernatural means is found in Acts 8, verse 26 through 29. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority, had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning, and sitting in his chariot read Esaias, or Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. Now let us pause for a moment to observe one thing. Some people admit that although God spoke to the apostles, such as Peter, Such divine visitations were for the apostles only, they say. Notice, however, that Philip was not an apostle. The best we can say about him is that he was an evangelist and a deacon. Yet the Lord spoke to him. The Spirit said unto Philip. Now, it doesn't say how the Holy Spirit said it, whether it was audible or just an inward voice. But we do know this wasn't just an inward witness. We know that. If that had been the case, it would have said the Spirit witnessed to Philip. But it didn't say the Spirit witnessed to him. It said the Spirit said to him. Now notice the similarity between these two references here uh, of Acts 10, the 19th verse. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him. Then the 29th verse of the 8th chapter of Acts, then the Spirit said unto Philip. Now in both cases, I want you to notice that the Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost said something. They didn't just have, it wasn't just witness to them that they should do something. It said the Spirit said something. Notice something Jesus said about the Holy Spirit in John, the 16th chapter, the 13th and 14th verses. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. Now, notice that Jesus said that the Holy Ghost would speak, though not in himself. Now, this isn't referring to speaking with tongues. The Holy Ghost doesn't speak with tongues. The Holy Ghost gives you utterance. And you speak with tongues. See, Acts 2, 4 said, They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. He gave them utterance. They did the talking. But Jesus said, He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. Whatsoever the Holy Spirit hear, God says, 
That is what he will speak to you. He is abiding in your spirit, and he can speak to your spirit. I am convinced that the Holy Spirit spoke to the inside of Philip and said, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And I'm convinced that the Holy Spirit spoke on the inside of Peter to his spirit and said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise therefore and get thee down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Now notice also that it says here in this scripture concerning Peter's vision, that the, let me say it again, that the Spirit said something. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Again, I want to reemphasize it. That is my personal opinion. I do not know because the Scripture only says that the Spirit said, but it's my personal opinion that the Spirit didn't just witness to Peter's heart. If that had been the case, it would have said the Spirit witnessed to Peter, but it said the Spirit said to him. And so I believe that this was the Holy Spirit speaking directly to his spirit, and, of course, uh, he obeyed. Now then, I want to read uh, something about and want us to notice two other visions, because sometimes God does guide, God does direct. Make known his will through a vision. In Acts, the ninth chapter, the ninth through the twelfth verse, the word of God says, And he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. Now you know, of course, this is talking about Saul of Tarsus, who had become acquainted with Jesus out there on the road to Damascus. And now then, the eighth verse says, Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. Now notice the tenth verse. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, I'm, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth. And is seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Now Ananias, again I want to call your attention to this, like Philip, uh, was not an apostle. Now Philip was a deacon to begin with and God did make an evangelist out of him, but Ananias was not an evangelist, he was not a teacher, he was not a pastor, he was not a prophet, he was not an apostle, but a disciple. We would call him uh, uh, today a layman or a lay member. A uh, disciple, really, the Greek word means a student, a learner, or a follower of the Lord. He was a follower of the Lord, yet God used him. Now, I think we need to realize this, that God does lead and guide all of us, ministers and laymen alike, sometimes by a vision or through a vision, just like he did here. Now, of course, we don't have to wait for a vision before we do anything. God may give us a vision, or he may not. But we don't have to wait for one. I remember a number of years ago, I was holding a meeting in a certain city, and a lady came to me and asked me to pray for her. Well, I said, what for, sister? She said, I always felt that God had something for me to do. 
So she said, I fasted and prayed for three days. The Lord told me to get out and do personal work, visitation, pass out tracts, and so on. I said, Sister, if you had seen me, I could have saved you three days of fasting and praying. God wants all of us to be witnesses. And there are many different ways that we can witness. You don't have to pray three days and nights about that. Just get out and do it. Now, what is it, I said to her, that you want me to pray about? Well, she answered, I want you to pray that I'll do it. Well, I said, I'm not going to pray that you'll do it. I'm not going to pray that. I am going to pray that God will have mercy on your poor, lazy bones. You know what God wants you to do. Now get out and do it. Uh, you know, that would be sort of like a wife saying, I know I ought to get up and cook breakfast. I want you to pray for me that I'll get up and cook breakfast. We will pray that the Lord will help you while you do it, but we won't pray that you'll do it. You know that it's your job, so get after it. Trust him as you go, and he'll help you. We don't have to wait on a vision to do something for God, but Ananias wouldn't have known a thing in the world about Saul or that he was even praying if God hadn't dealt with him in this way. The Lord appeared to him in a vision and told him there was a man in need. He wanted Ananias to go minister to him. Now notice that Ananias answered, saying, Lord, this is verse 13, 14, I've heard by many of this man how much evil he has done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. In other words, Ananias was trying to say, Are you sure, Lord, what you're doing? The last I heard of him, he was putting believers in jail. At the same time, God was also dealing with Saul, who was a new convert. He had met Jesus on the road to Damascus, and he too had a vision while he was praying. He saw a man named Ananias come and lay hands on him that he might receive his sight. And in the 17th verse, we see as Ananias came to him, it says Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, an angel may appear in a vision to us, and he may not. Uh, we might have a vision or we might not. We don't seek these things. They come only as God wills. One thing about it, he will lead us by the inward witness. He will lead us by the inward voice, that is, our spirit speaking up, and then also the Holy Spirit, which is a little more of an audible type voice in, in our spirits. I, I remember a number of years ago, I was talking to one of the leaders of one of our full gospel denominations, uh, and he was telling me about a meeting they had in which they discussed a fellow minister who claimed to have seen an angel in a vision. This angel was said to have directed him about his ministry, and he had set out to fulfill this ministry. Now, some of the ministers were quite concerned about him. When it seemed that they were about ready to read him right out of the denomination for having seen a vision and an angel, one of the older ministers, this one I was talking to, said to me, he was a very outstanding uh, Bible teacher, and so they asked him to comment. And so he said, this comes at a very opportune moment. In the church that I pastored, I asked the congregation to write on a piece of paper and turn it in what subject they would like to hear discussed in our weekly Bible study. To my surprise, the majority of them said they never heard any teaching on the subject of angels. So I announced that I would teach on the subject of angels, thinking that I would devote two or three services to the subject. But he said to me, when I sat down with my Bible and began to study, I got so much material that it took me several weeks to teach it all. The thing that surprises me, he said, is not that this brother has seen an angel, 
but that more of us haven't seen them. Then he went on to give reference from the scripture, how the angel of the Lord told Philip to go down by the way of Gaza, how the angel appeared to Paul on the ship, how the angel appeared to Cornelius, how the angel led Peter out of prison. Then he said, I don't mean that all of us should see angels, but that it should be a more common occurrence. I don't mean that it's going to be an everyday happening or even that all of us would see an angel, but once in a while, someone ought to. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. Two CDs, How You Can Know the Will of God by Kenneth E. Hagan, plus the single CD and mini book, Where Do We Go From Here by Ken Hagan. These three items together are just $19.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Winter Bible Seminar is coming up February the 16th through the 21st. Right. It's going to be a worldwide homecoming. We're celebrating our 40th graduating year of Raymond Bible Training College. You know, if you have been a, a partner of this ministry, you have helped thousands of students. And you'll see some of them from yes. all over the world. Come yes. on. And we want you to come. Anybody that's ever been a part of the ministry wants you to come. All the Raymond grads, we want you to come. It's going to be a great time. During this holiday season, we invite you to come see the Rama Christmas lights. Over two million lights illuminate the Rama campus in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, nightly through January 1st. For more info, go to ramabiblechurch.com slash Christmas. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, How You Can Know the Will of God. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.